Hello, everybody. This is Gary Kay, and you're listening to a special edition of my Rants and Raves podcast, a special edition because I'm joined by a guest. Um, a lot of times we don't have guests on here uh, because everyone's so busy in the industry, but I have, I'm lucky to have grabbed some time with Heather Sidorowitz. Uh, Heather is the president of Southtown Audio Video and owner, by the way. She's also been on the CDA board about a year, but she sits in a unique place because you're, she's in both residential and commercial AV. Heather, first off, good morning and thanks for joining me. Good morning. Um, great great to be on. Well, I, you know, I, I kind of uh, introduced you a little bit, but uh, you, you've had Southtown Audio Video about, t- about 16, 15, 16 years now. Um, let's start out with the obvious. There aren't a whole lot of women-owned businesses in our industry, in, in technology in general, actually, uh, especially in the AV industry. Um, congratulations on 16 years. Uh, our industry is kind of fickle sometimes, so that's that in itself is a feat. Yeah, and, and full disclosure, so the company's actually been around since 1984, um, and I purchased the company outright in 2014. But I've been in the industry for about 18 years, so I've been I've been in the we you know in the front lines and dealing with customers and and both commercial and and now residential residential really in the last three to five years. Um, and at least where we stand today is about 80% commercial and 20% what I would call relationship residential. That's, good. That's a good way of putting it. And I guess relationship residential is the relationships you get with your commercial clients turns into residential business sometimes. Is that what you mean? Well, I mean that so um, we close our retail doors in um, the middle of July So and, and change over to a appointment-only structure um, and then rebuilt our inside to be an experience center, which we're actually launching November 1st, so in, in not long at all. Um, and by relationship residential, I mean um, just as if you were going to design or redo your kitchen, you would not even expect to walk into, say, Home Depot and just sit down and redesign it. You'd even make an appointment there. So we're just asking for the same thing. Um, you could certainly come in and just purchase a TV, but we're looking for someone who says, you know, I'm interested in shades or, you know, it'd be great if my house was never dark when I walked in or maybe some voice control or, um, you know, maybe it is a TV, but I want surround sound, but I also want to listen to the same thing outside. So we're asking for people to make appointments, um, and so far it's been actually quite successful. Our uh, residential sales went up when we closed the retail doors. That's, that's an interesting stat. I want to come back to the experience center that you're opening November 1st in just a second. But I want to talk about your background. So tell me, well, you went to high school and got interested in AV or what? Where, where did this all start? Well, my father, it was my father's company. So he, and it's, I was actually the least likely of the children to get involved. Um, but back around the year 2000, um, I, you know, not graduated from college, did not go into this direction first, was actually in development at the time and went through a home show and saw um, another company, an AV company, give a surround sound demonstration, which was actually, oddly enough, the Matrix at the time, the bus scene where everyone dies. And it's (laughs) an amazing surround sound. And I grew up with laser discs and huge subwoofers and, you know, knowing that and knowing it sounded good, except when I looked over, there was a, an eight to 10 year old child really wide-eyed because what they're seeing is everyone dying. And I, and I think I could do it better. 
And from there, I, you know, I believe I actually had dinner with my father and said, hey, I think I want to get involved. Um, and then once I started, the way that I really learned was going to CD every year and taking classes in different tracks. And so, you know, I really feel like I kind of grew up in the industry through CDA and then kind of took off from there. And when did you start doing resident uh, or commercial, or were you always doing commercial as well? Um, we started doing commercial about five years ago, and um, in Buffalo, New York, where we're located, um, we've been experiencing a renaissance of our city. So our medical corridor has been growing, and there's been a lot of great things going on. Um, so it was kind of a twofold piece. I could see that happening, um, and liked that avenue. Um, I enjoyed doing, I thought it was more, I, I enjoyed putting those systems together. And also, at the same time, I had little children. Um, so I was not willing to work, you know, and growing up with it too, 12-hour days, nights and weekends and holidays and Black Fridays. Um, so it seemed like a very logical step to change the course of the ship into that commercial market. Now, what I didn't expect was how much the commercial market was craving companies to really take care of them. They flipped back, and um, you know, I feel like, like growing up in the 90s into the workplace where it was all about working all the time and, and being almost like a robot. And then I feel the pendulum has swung back, and everybody wants that. We're craving human contact. We're craving the ability of someone to take care of us and, and call us back. And you know, So the, the commercial market was craving that, and that really gave us this great, um, we just started to do really well um, and have continued to grow in that market. That's a great story, and that that's very logical in the way that you're thinking about that. And I guess, you, in, a, in a way, it was perfect timing, knowing that the, the that your Buffalo area, your downtown area, was going to go through this what you called renaissance. That that's going to have a big impact on the commercial space. Congratulations on that foresight. Um, obviously, your 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 I don't know anything about your siblings, but your dad uh, picked the right uh, <laughs> kid to get involved. Um, let's talk yeah, about it wasn't your, always sunshine and roses as these things go, but it's a, it's a, <laughs> a great thing long term. <laughs> Good way to say it. Let's talk about speaking of involvement. Let's talk about your CDA involvement. I was um, a very big critic of CDA not having, um, I guess, exactly what you described: people that understood the human aspect of the industry. I, I you know, kudos and credit to the history of the uh, the CDA um, business model and the home AV market in general. Um, to have done what they did, um, but we were at a sort of turning point with that residential uh, market where people needed more of a human touch and human approach to things, which which I had seen in my own personal um, and professional life come from women. And so I was a big advocate in, in, in having the CDA board introduce more women to the industry and put women in more of a control position. Um, and here you were stepping up to running for the board. It was sort of like the right place, right time again. Now this board has is, is, is added another uh, woman to the board recently. How has that gone? How has that transition been? And how have you seen the industry change or accept? Or how is that, you know, uh, uh, you know how honest can you be on all that? Well, um, I'll touch on a few points. So one, first of all, thank you, because you have been an amazing advocate. Um, so I, I thank you for putting yourself out there and kind of shaking the tree. Um, I think that that's needed. Two is um, I have to say everything I say on this call is opinions of my own, and I'm not speaking for the board in any way, shape, or form. Sure. Um, there's my lawyer speak. Um, and three is I feel that um, 
I have to put my money where my mouth is. So if I wanted to see change, I had to be willing to go for it. So, you know, it's hard. It's hard to still take time away from my family. We meet face-to-face four times a year. Um, so I'm leaving my kids to, get, to be there. But I do believe um, that it's, it's something important. I do believe in community and, and community within our industry. Um, it's, and, and like, you know, purchasing a company from a family member, it's not all sunshine and roses. Of course, it's like that on a, a board as well. It's been a great learning experience for me as well. Um, it, but I believe that every board, every business has to have perspective. It's not men versus women. It's not one is better than the other. It's just that everybody should have a seat at the table to provide different perspective. And this is proven through science. Um, there's been lots of, you know, just the way we see things when we walk into the room is, is different, and, and the, the way our perspective is different. So to, to run a great board, to run a great business, you really need, everyone needs a seat at the table. So that's why I was willing to jump on, and, and through great people like you who said, you know, I, we, we know this person, and we've read her articles, and we believe in what she has to say, um, you know, and being elected, and the outpouring of support during that election process was unfathomable. It was really quite amazing. People I've never met or heard of before who found a way to contact me to say that they were really excited that um, to have you know maybe a different perspective to be part of that board. And how can the industry learn from this, and how can they grow from this, and how can we get more uh, women to the to the table? I mean, I say that from personal experience. My company is mostly women. Uh, the person who runs my co- company, uh, Sarah, is a woman, obviously. Um, and, uh, and, and so I see what they go through. I've seen what they have been frustrated with, right? The, the sort of um, every, the same thing everyone talks about. I'm sure you talk about it in all the meetings that, that you're involved with, the, with a bunch of the women's industry, the industry uh, in the industry, the women advocate programs in the industry. Um, so how, where's the, how can that be helped? What, what can be, what's the next step? What can someone do? I mean, the same thing that I did by, by being part of the sport. Just put your money where your mouth is. Like, if you really want to see change, find and hire a female. Um, if, you're a, if you're a company full of men. And I can guarantee you, you'll get different or unique sales that you didn't have before. Um, you know, it, it's just like I don't have a company of all females either. I have both men and women. I have a female installer. Um, but I have male installers too. So I, I think that when people say, like, oh, what can we do besides support, seek it out and seek it out because you know that it will make the company and the overall process better. I think you, you just said it well. And I, and I think we have seen a difference. I mean, I can tell you from personal experience, being in this industry along, uh, you know, 30 years, there's a huge difference <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the trade show. You know, when you go to a trade show and you see just the people walking around, there's a huge difference in it. What it right. Used to be. But you're right. But, but it is still male dominated and there is a there is great benefit to having a different perspective in all levels of diversity not just men and women but all all diverse uh cases of our industry and we're seeing that um you know i think infocom has got a big initiative here uh with regard to that and of course infocom and cd have both supported their own women in av programs uh they each have different kind of different program but i would like to come i'm speaking with uh, heather sidorowitz uh, who's the the president and uh, owner of Southtown Audio Video, uh, based uh, in Buffalo, New York, near Niagara. 
uh, Niagara Falls, of course. Um, and uh, I, I, I want to ask you about your experience and your opening up on November 1st. Tell me about that because that sounds really exciting. So, um, you know, we're not being Buffalo. So Buffalo, New York is actually the farthest city away from New York City. So when I say I'm from New York, people are like, oh, do you go to city? No, uh, it's, it's quite far away. Um, so to be connected to some of those experience centers that are open in the city, um, such as Crestrons, we don't have the opportunity to connect our clients to that. So we decided to build our own. So we've built a comfortable um, experience center for the ability for people to come in and not just see multiple TVs lined up one to the other, but to have the experience of touching buttons or using voice to open shades, to change the lighting. Um, we ask, the space actually also includes a training or usable facility. So we have movable tables that can be set as a large board table that can fit uh, up to 15 or more than 15 people um, with wireless abilities to throw content to an 85-inch display. Um, you can set the tables up to do a training so that our, our goal is to, to rent or allow others to use this space um, and really have the experience of, you know, technology can be difficult when it doesn't work, but when it does, it really makes life better. It enhances your quality of life. Um, so if they use that space for a meeting and maybe they're going to only, maybe they'll rent it four times a year or maybe they'll rent it and it will be such a great space that they'll end up purchasing their own. Um, so it's something that really, as I did research, isn't out there in the country that much yet. Um, of course, with residential, we always saw showrooms, but never really with commercial. And if there was commercial, it was a boardroom, um, or they, you know, a, a company I see, they'll sponsor a room at a college. And, but it wasn't an experience center. Nobody was there showing them how, how it works. Um, so it's a unique concept. Um, I've really put myself out there, and uh, we launched November 1st with our uh, ribbon cutting and grand opening. And uh, you can check back with me in a few months after that. I'll let you know how it's going. <laughs> well, hopefully we can get some pictures so we can post it with this uh, podcast uh, eventually. Absolutely. And, and by the way, we're on hotel audio, so if there's some, uh, there's been some glitches where things have been hung up in the in the middle where you lose uh, voice for a half a second. So I apologize to the listeners, but that's what happens when you're on hotel Wi-Fi. If somebody can solve a hotel Wi-Fi problems, you're going to make billions of dollars, not millions, <laughs> billions of dollars. Um, I do have one last question for you. What, what um what was the what if you could go back and think of all the time you've been in the industry eighteen years you could think and even when you were a kid when you think of one product that you looked at and went oh my gosh that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen do you remember that moment I mean every one of us have had a moment like that or two or maybe even three do you remember a moment like that yourself Oh man that's a tough question um, I feel like there's been so many because you know there are some in residential and and you may see you know the most beautiful like. Sony's 100-inch ZTV is one of the most coveted, beautiful pieces I've ever seen. Um, and, and that's on the, you know, I guess it could be residential or commercial. Um, yeah. I remember the first time I, seen, I saw video walls just being, and when you go to Infocom, it's such a visually stunning show of the way they put together video walls and now bezel-less walls and just being in awe of that and thinking, you know, we want to get there. We actually just are finishing up um, one of our first video wall installations. So um, we are getting there also. Um, I, I guess that that's part of the answer. I think just the ability to throw content wirelessly over cross-platform 
is one of, it may not be as flashy, but it's such a problem solver, and we use it consistently for small, medium, and large companies. Um, I think that's one of my favorite problem-solving devices I've seen out there. And, and you're talking, what, what, which one do you use? Who's the primary? Uh, my user? favorite is uh, Mersive by Solstice, uh -huh. or the Solstice Pod by Mersive. Um, and I like that piece because it's collaborative. You're not just throwing one piece of content, but you can, tr you can throw multiple pieces of content. Mm -hmm. um, and we have that launched in a few locations. Um, we also have some with Crestron's Air Media 2, um, but that's a one-to-one, -one, so you're not throwing yeah. not two computers at to one panel. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, by the way, the, I saw, the, I saw the, the pieces coming together of the museum install you're doing on the concrete wall. That is a video wall. Congratulations. That's, <laughs> that's not the easiest install to do. And, uh, and I know no, and don't my installers, yeah, they, they were thrilled to do it. But they, they, you know, they, they did it, and they got it up there. And, um, yeah, and that should be complete in the next two weeks. Um, of course, to add the, the fun to all that story, it's also two and a half hours away from our location. So that was all done um, while off-site, too. Yeah. Well, well, that's what our industry is, right? I mean, you have to figure out a way to figure this stuff out uh, to stay in yeah, business. Yeah, you kind of got to be like a bit of a kamikaze pilot to be in this industry. <laughs> a little bit. But, look, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank, for, thank you for everything you're doing, not only for the industry but also for the women. Uh, in the industry and in my company specifically, they ha you have a lot of fans here. Um, uh, Buffalo uh, uh, State University of New York at Buffalo did a great job uh, bringing you up and convincing you somewhere, somehow, through your dad and, and, and maybe um, into the industry. And uh, we're glad that you're here. And I wanted to thank you for taking the time today to to uh, talk to us and people to get to know you a little bit better. And thanks for serving as a board member on CDN. Absolutely. Thanks, Gary, and thanks for all your support you've provided throughout the years. It's always it's, it's, it's a nice feel-good. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, good luck. And I, I look forward to hearing how your experience center works out, uh, especially since it is aimed at uh, the commercial AV market, and hopefully get some pictures from you to post as well. And I'm sure that Mercy will be happy to hear that you like the Solstice Pod because they are very proud of that product. And uh, I appreciate your time, and have a great day, okay, Heather? Thanks, you too, Kerry. Everyone, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to my interview with uh, Heather uh, Sidorowitz, who's, as I said, president and owner of Southtown Audio Video in Buffalo, New York. And uh, thanks for joining me today and have a great day.